Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We welcome the new year of Muharram 1437 with a new book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri and was originally written in Urdu. We begin on page 17, The Prophet Muhammad's Ancestors. Lineage being an important consideration in Arab society, the Prophet's family tree was well documented. He was born into a family that traced its ancestry back to the Prophet Ibrahim or Abraham salam, through Ismail or Ishmael. The Prophet's lineage is as follows. Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Abdul Muttalib bin Hashim bin Abdul Manaf bin Qusay bin Kilab bin Marra bin Ka'ab bin Lu'ay, bin Khalib, bin Fihr, bin Malik, bin Nadir, bin Kinana, bin Huzayma, bin Mudrika, bin Ilyas, bin Mudhir, bin Nizar, bin Ma'ad, bin Adnan. While all scholars agree that Adnan was the descendant of Ismail salam, there is much dispute about the number of generations between the two and the names of each descendant. The Prophet's mother was Amina the daughter of Wahab bin Abdul Munaf bin Zuhra bin Kilab. Kilab also appears as a paternal ancestor of the Prophet. It is said that his real name was Urwa or Hakim, but he was known as Kilab because of his passion for hunting with dogs, called Kilab in Arabic. The Prophet ﷺ's tribe The Prophet ﷺ belonged to the tribe known as Quraysh, the most respected tribe in Arabia. Quraysh was, in fact, the surname of Fihr bin Malik or Nadir bin Kinana. Later, his progeny came to be known by the name Quraysh. The Quraysh enjoyed a position of honor in the peninsula. One member of his tribe, Qusay, played an especially vital role in establishing the greatness of this tribe. His real name was Zaid, and upon his father's death, his mother settled among the Azra tribe near Syria. It was there that Qusay was brought up. He returned to Makkah during his youth and assumed the trusteeship of the Kaaba. Because of his prestigious position, he was at the liberty to open the door of the Kaaba whenever and for whomsoever he liked. He established the system of playing host to the pilgrims who journeyed to Makkah, preparing large quantities of food for them and serving beverages made from honey, dates or raisins. Qusay also built a house north of the Kaaba, which he named Dar al-Nadwa, and in it were held many of the tribe's official activities. Dar al-Nadwa housed the tribal parliament, and marriages were also performed on these premises. Qusay was entrusted with the standard and bow of the Quraysh. No one but he had the right to fasten on the battle standard. Gracious and wise, he was obeyed unhesitatingly by his tribesmen who, under his leadership, settled in Makkah and grew from a scattered band of people into a homogenous community. The Prophet ﷺ's lineage is called Hashmi, after his great-grandfather Hashim. Hashim assumed the position of host to the pilgrims, a privilege which, after him, was transferred to his brother Muttalib. After Muttalib's death, the progeny of Hashim reclaimed this privilege and retained it until the advent of Islam. Hashim was very well respected and earned the title Sayyid Batha, or Chief of Batha. He was called Hashim, one who mashes something because he used to mash pieces of bread in meat and soup and distribute it for others to eat. 
The Quraysh were merchants by profession, and Hashim arranged trade journeys for them to Yemen each winter and to Syria each summer. He obtained security for them from the authorities in both these countries. In Surah Quraysh, a chapter of the Qur'an which is called a Surah, Allah reminds the Quraysh of their debt to him for these important trading expeditions. Hashim once passed by Yadrib, later known as Medina, en route to Syria, and there he married Salma bint Amr, a lady of the tribe of Banu Adi bin Najjar. He halted there for a few days and then left for Syria. He passed away in Gaza, a famous city in Palestine. At the time of his departure, Salma was pregnant. She gave birth to a son whose hair had white streaks. She therefore named him Sheba, which means one with grey hair. None of Hashim's relatives in Makkah knew about the birth of Sheba. Eight years later, however, Muttalib found out about his dead brother's son and decided to bring Sheba to Makkah. When he entered Makkah with Sheba, the people thought the young boy was Muttalib's slave and referred to Sheba as Abdul Muttalib, which means Muttalib's slave. Thus, Sheba became known as Abdul Muttalib. Abdul Muttalib grew up to be a very handsome man and became a leading figure of the Quraysh tribe. He was the chieftain of the Quraysh and oversaw the tribe's trade caravans. Famous for his generosity, he was called the Generous. He gave his leftovers to the needy and even to animals and birds. For this reason, he was described as the feeder of men on earth and of beasts and birds on the mountaintops. Abdul Muttalib also had the honor of rediscovering the sacred well of Zamzam. This well had gushed forth when the infant Ismail kicked at the dry sand while his mother Hajar or Hajar searched for water. The location of the well had been forgotten ever since the tribe of Jurum covered it when they were being exiled from Makkah. One night, Abdul Muttalib had a dream in which he was shown where to dig the well. When he started digging next to the Kaaba, the water of Zamzam began to flow again. It was also during Abdul Muttalib's time that the Kaaba was attacked by the Abyssinian conqueror Abraha and his men, whom the Qur'an refers to as the companions of the elephant. Abraha advanced with an army of 60,000 men intent on destroying the Kaaba. By destroying the Kaaba, he hoped to divert Arab pilgrims to his church in Yemen. Abraha reached the valley of Muhasir between Muzdalifa and Mina, ready to invade Makkah. As he advanced with his elephant, the beast that had terrified all of Makkah suddenly refused to move. As for the 60,000 soldiers, Allah, in his defense of his sacred house of worship, sent flocks of birds to pelt the invaders with stones. The soldiers were repulsed, and they lay fouled by the stones, their bodies resembling mashed corn. Apart from the miraculous intervention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in defense of the Kaaba, this episode in Makkah history showed the strength of Abdul Muttalib's character. He stood up to Abraha's might in defense of his own property, unshakable in his faith that Allah would protect his sacred house, the Kaaba. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We've been reading from a new book entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Until we meet again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.